0: Welcome to the show. We are sharing stories with solutions from people who have overcome adversity and healed their life. I am your host, Victoria Johnson, teacher trainer for the Heal Your Life Workshop Teacher Program and the Heal Your Life Coach Training Program. You can learn more about me and the training at thetraining.ca. That's T H E training.ca. As Louise Hay always said, The point of power is in the present moment, so let's get started. Hello listeners, welcome back to the show. Got another great surprise for you today. We have two amazing guests and they are mother and daughter, which is really unique. I don't know that we've ever had a mother and daughter combination on this podcast before. So I would like to say welcome to Tash and Julie. Thank you. you. I'm
1: Tash, the daughter of Lee, (laughs) am the (laughs) mother.
0: It is absolutely great to have you with us. And I want to tell the listeners a little bit about you. So Julie, you're a medical intuitive for people Mm -hmm. who want to be well and who are willing to be responsible for their own self-healing practices. Wow, Mm -hmm. that really speaks to me. I really like that. And I love what you're doing, helping people clear blocks. And I'm looking Mm -hmm. forward to hearing more about that. And Tash, I hear that conscious creation is really your first language, as your mother had said to me, I think that you're truly passionate about.
1: I am. And conscious co-creation, co-creation was a word you mentioned earlier in our pre-talk and... uh, I really believe in that. Like I work with the universe, spirit team, whatever words you want to use for that energy, like I consciously co-create with that. And I've been a graphic designer for over a decade now. And graphic design is kind of my, I guess my visual language and conscious co-creation with that as the tool. So I do all the graphic design for our business and for some of our one-on-one clients, if they're lucky. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Well, I have yeah. to say, I was doing a little research on you and I actually saw uh, Julie's website and was like, wow, that is really nice branding. And the photos were so nice and everything. So was that you, Tash? Uh, yes.
1: Yes, yes I think uh, so well ones have many, many different brands over the years. Some <laughs> of them I created, some of them uh, weren't. But when we came together at the beginning of last year, decided to just bring all of the branding kind of all together. And mm-hmm. so at least it looked like it matched, even though it was slightly different brands. And we're in the process now of bringing everything under the one umbrella, I guess. Mm. But yeah, so all of the different brandings. Are well, you know,
0: that is such a good point. And I know this is a little bit off topic, but I want to say this because I think it's so important for the listeners to hear. You talk about how everything is always changing. Mm-hmm. and the branding changes and the message mm-hmm. changes a little bit and this this goes here and that goes there and that's yes. something that i say all of the time to people i work with and to my trainees is just start because mm-hmm. everything else is a moving target and
1: absolutely you
0: know, it's, it's going to change as time goes on and and just get out there and get in service to others and it sounds like yes. that's what you have done
1: Yes. And always do. Like our brand is never static. It's always shifting and ebbing and flowing based on where we're being guided to and what the unfolding of the business is. And as a graphic designer, graphic designer and branding our person, that's what I would always advocate for as well for my clients is that... Like especially in that first two years, everything is so in flux and you're still Mm -hmm. figuring it out. You're still figuring out who you want to speak to and how you want to speak to them. And that it's not a one and done. Like business isn't a one and done. It's a constant process and it's Mm -hmm. an iterative process. Like you're always adding to it or taking things away and absolutely just start. Like just start, like have that courage to just go, okay, well, I'm going to put the first probably not very good thing out there and get feedback on it and then make changes based on the feedback Mm -hmm. rather than just what's going on in your head because you can get too in your head about it and Mm -hmm. just be like thinking your way through it rather than feeling your way and just allowing it to unfold as you take each step like that's Mm -hmm. what we advocate for.
0: Oh, I love it! And to all of my uh, clients and former students and trainees, let me just say you heard it from the expert. <laughs> <laughs> I was right. Just get
1: started. That's so <laughs> cool. I think, I think because I'm a, like an entrepreneur, business owner, and graphic designer, like. It might not be the standard response from a graphic designer, but having been in business, like, yes, branding is important. And yes, knowing how you're speaking to your customers and your clients is important, but it changes all of the time. Mm -hmm. And it's okay if it's not perfect. It just needs to be out there. And the other
2: thing is that your brand is not your logo and the color on your website. Your brand is how you show up and Mm. how your clients and potential clients and the public actually experience you. Mm. That's your brand.
0: Absolutely. Well, I just have to say, we did not plan to have this conversation. But what a great little <laughs> infomercial on branding that turned out to be. Absolutely. <laughs> on that note, I'm going to move to your website, which is lightcode lab.com. So, light mm-hmm. as in L I G H T, code C O D E lab lab.com and i'm really interested in what is going on there i checked it out and it seems to go even further than the medical intuitive realm mm-hmm. whereas you are talking about the energetic activations within mm-hmm. uh, geometric forms so tell me more i know that everyone will be excited to hear
1: well, so codes are a thing that I had started seeing around the internet. I honestly didn't know a lot about them before I started creating. I recognized like a feeling, like an energy within them. And I know that I work with energy and even just in my standard normal graphic design, I know that there's always a feeling in it and that my clients have often said, like, it really feels like, like I can feel you in it. And that's not a thing that I ever intended. It just is. I guess where I go to connect to bring the design through comes with it. So like that realm comes with it and the energy comes with it. And so last year, we mm. were we had one-on-one clients and we were doing our one-on-one work with our clients. And I wanted to create... I think I wanted to create a logo. And our client, one of our clients had gotten a logo done that was like a light code logo. I was like, oh, I want one of them. And so I went to the website and that girl wasn't taking any clients. I was like, oh, but I really want one. So I like said to my spirit team, who I consciously co-create with and can be a little bit bossy with. that I'm like, well, I want one. So you're going to have to bring it through me and I'm going to have to create it. Mm-hmm. And so I did that. Like I just started designing Illustrator as my platform of choice, my like uh, software of choice. And I just started moving shapes around and I could feel when they were in the right spot. And then when it was done, it activated and there was an energetic rush in my body and I knew it was done and I knew it had been activated. And then on some of our client calls, because we do like we work with like limiting beliefs and energetic blocks and like childhood wounding and really exploring the energetic debris side of that. And working with the energy there and clearing that from that perspective, and I was like, I wonder if I just do a light code for them, and I, they were, my team was like, do a light code, do a light code. So I did, and it took me to a place I didn't expect, and then it's kind of just that unfolding the total unfolding process where I tried one thing and it led me to something else. And then I was asked to do something else with it. And then it ended up being this card deck that we created full of light codes addressing beliefs that that come up or are inherent in the business process. So when you go down the entrepreneurial route, it kind of takes you to this uncomfortable place. Like it asks you to be someone that you haven't been before. And it brings up a lot of things to be addressed, just inherent in the entrepreneurial journey. And so the cards were designed for our clients and then by extension, other entrepreneurs in the world. And it's specific to that journey because that's the journey we're on and that's the journey our clients are on. And it's been a wild ride and some of the feedback has been crazy, like crazy, not my intention with the cards. Like I didn't, I just made them. I was like a vehicle and a vessel for them to come through. And so where they've gone is a surprise to me as well. And mm. I just really like that about business and about business in this new world and like working with energy and that you're bringing new things through and you're not always going to know where they're going. And it, there's not always a roadmap that you mm. can follow that somebody else has been down that path before that you can just walk the path behind them. Like you're being asked to pioneer a new way. And that can be really uncomfortable sometimes if you're not used to consciously co creating and just allowing source to come through you and take you where it needs to go. Mm-hmm. And so that's really been what we've been doing <laughs> with, our, you know, with our website and our product and our I clients.
0: Have Visually, the cards are very attractive, and I can see why people would enjoy working with them as yeah. well. They are so aesthetically pleasing, and then never mind mm. the power uh, and the meaning behind them. So, Julie, I want to ask you this. I have found that when people end up in this helping industry where mm-hmm. they are in service to others, it is often because they have had to overcome adversity in their own life, 100%. and it has put them into a mindset of, I want to be of service. I want to help somebody else who's in my shoes. Has that been the story for you?
2: And can you tell us a little more about that? Absolutely. At 25, I started on my medical intuitive journey and Tash was a baby, seven months old. And being pregnant was probably one of the most challenging times of my life because I Suffered badly from morning sickness. And the pregnancy led to health challenges. And then I had another pregnancy that led to that depleted me even further. So I really struggled with my health in my 30s and 20s, 30s, 40s, which ended up with six major surgeries and cancer and losing my voice for a year. And it was tough. It it was tough all round. And But I had a vision of bringing through my healing work. And little did I know that the catalyst for bringing that healing work was to actually help myself navigate all the illnesses that were coming up. And after losing my voice for, I think it was about nine months, I went to a specialist and he said, well, you can't speak because you've only got 5% of your left focal cord working. So of course you can't speak. And I said, well, am I going to stay like this? And he said, well, you can try a speech pathologist. So that's what I did. And she taught me how to use the air in my lungs, a bit like a didgeridoo player to vibrate, to, to use the muscles in my chest and my throat to make that vocal cord work. And so then I got my voice back. It took me a couple of months of daily practice. And if I speak a lot or I'm in a crowded area and I have to kind of project my voice a bit, then my voice will get very weak and I lose it for a bit. But generally I can speak. So Before I got my voice back, I lay in bed and I said, God, if you want me to do this work, you've got to give me my voice back. And if you give me my voice back, I promise I will share what I've discovered with the world. And I got my voice back. So my mission is to share what I've discovered with the world. And it's, you know, that's a journey in itself. Because when you think you're ready, the universe is going, oh, no, not quite. (laughs) <laughs> There's a little bit more, a little bit more to learn. And yeah. so um, but you didn't not start because no, I started, ready. I started and I've tried many, many things. I've written a book, I've created an Oracle deck separately to the light codes and I think that what's important for me is to empower people to heal themselves, not to be reliant on a practitioner or a therapist. Yeah. And so I created a healing modality that's been accredited. It's an international healing modality that enables people to take back the power of their health and well-being. And as a result of doing that, I've then gone even further with working with Tash because she's taken my work to a whole other level in terms of how she lives it in a daily practice, hour to hour. It's just because that's what I meant by saying it's her first language. She just does it and she's a bit quizzical as to why people don't do it because it's her normal. And so I'm trying to unpack her normal so that we can share a new normal with with Mm. the the world using the Arakira templates that I've created. And um, I seriously don't think I would be here today if it wasn't for that work that I created. And And, well,
0: I I think that, you know, there's something to be said for you as a mother uh, with, Uh, Tasha's freedom to be consciously co-creating you provided her with that atmosphere Mm. so congratulations Mm. on that thank you absolutely and for both of you you both mentioned that you work with people with that for releasing deep unconscious blocks that Mm. cause us to not even be able to hear our intuition never Mm -hmm. listen to it
2: yeah Mm -hmm. so can you tell me more about that Tash, you've got, Tash has really unpacked the intuition, releasing those blocks more so than I, because I, with developing my intuition, I'm a very, I was very visual at that time. And so I would see things, whereas what Tash has done is she inquires. So she's really unpacked that whole inquiry process of when something comes up. So she really works with the signs and the signals, mm-hmm. synchronicity, serendipity, of understanding the language that's going on in our environment that is always there and with, which the Indigenous or the Native people have totally understood. Mm-hmm. And this Western way of living. We've become more cerebral, more in our head rather than in our hearts. Mm-hmm. That's right. And so, I guess the journey for understanding your intuition is getting back down into your heart. Would you say, Tash?
1: Yeah, and like using the symbolism of the mm. world that we live in. Mm. Like we're, like we're in physical form for a reason, mm. and the messages that we get. Like the language is visual and not that you have to be able to be clairvoyant and see things, but the language is visual in that it's symbolism and there's mm. metaphor. And mm. that if you can unpack the symbolism of things that are occurring, like when you're, when something unusual, like when it's out of the ordinary happens Mm. in your world. And like if you stub your toe or like the car in front of you breaks down for no reason and you're forced to take uh, appropriate action, like that's an unusual thing. So then that's an opportunity to go, okay, well, what's that trying to tell me? And where else does that happen in my life? Mm -hmm. Like in seeing the pattern, like the pattern of your behavior. So Mm. like, for example, with the cards, like with the clearings on there, the beliefs that are on there, it's less about the words and more about the pattern of where that belief shows up in our lives Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. potentially stops us from doing the things that we want to do. And so it's looking for patterns of behavior and like experiences that we have where we can unpack that language. And I guess when with our client work, a lot of it is self-revelation. So we're facilitating that self-revelation. Like we're not giving our clients the answer. They already know the answer. Like they already understand it. And our job is to pull it out of them, like getting them to tell us stories or experiences that they're having. And then we decode that, like the language of what happened and show them the pattern. Mm -hmm. And then they have the revelation about it. Like it really lands with, when it lands with them, like they can't Mm -hmm. unsee what they've seen. And- in general, in life, we can't unsee once you've seen it. Mm. And so then the clearing work that we do, so Mum's Arakira process of energetically clearing gets right down into the root and clears it from there and clears like all of the energetic debris, not just the mindset beliefs. Like the mental is only one layer. Okay. And so we're working like multi dimensional, like multi dimensionally to clear. And mm. in clearing, it's clearing the charge. So like the, the charge that is being held in it, that makes us remember it. Mm-hmm. So it's not that events change. It's not that things that happened in our past didn't occur. It's that we don't have to keep revisiting it. Like mm-hmm. when something that's similar happens, we don't have to go, oh, there's that thing again. And it brings up a charge and a friction within us.
0: That's um, so, so true. And you've yes. explained that beautifully. Thank Absolutely. You. And I really want the listeners to to take a hold of what Tash just explained that when we heal a pattern, mm-hmm. the next time something similar shows up in our life that reflects that pattern, we don't have to drop back down into that old mm-hmm. emotion. We can yes. choose a new emotion and a new vibration, a new frequency, a new association with yeah. the event.
1: Mm-hmm. And tell a new story. Like we're meaning making machines. We're always telling stories and those stories aren't necessarily true. They're not necessarily the facts that happened. They're our interpretation of what occurred. And we can tell a new story. Mm-hmm. Yes. If we can just rewrite what happened in mm-hmm. a way that serves us going forward.
0: Mm-hmm. That's
1: right. Absolutely.
0: I Well, as you know, this is the Heal Your Life talk radio show. So of course, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the work that we do is based... On, and a lot of the people that are on the show have done work around Louise Hay's work. Mm-hmm. And what you were talking about just reminds me so much of that, where we can create a new story. Yes. yes. You know, We absolutely can create a new story and our thoughts can change our life. And mm-hmm. I truly, truly believe that. So I love how you just simplify it and say, write a new story, write a new story, write a new mm-hmm. story, tell a new story about it. And yeah. We do not have to be stuck in the oh, woe is me. This is because when I was five, this happened. Yeah, we can let exactly. part of it that, that part of it go and just live in the present moment and say, okay, that happened. All yeah. right, lesson. Move on.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that doesn't need to define me. What can yes. I learn from that to take forward? Yes. And kind of rising up above it. So out of who you were in that moment, looking at the event, rising up and seeing old perspectives, Mm -hmm. saying what's the lesson in what occurred? Yes. And what can I change it in my present so that that doesn't keep reoccurring? Mm -hmm. It's the reoccurring patterns Mm -hmm. where life is happening to us that we can change. And we can consciously co-create our life instead and choose what comes in. Mm. That's the word I was waiting for. Choose. Right, mm. That we do
0: have a choice, and yes. if there's anything we leave the listeners with, I would love for it to be that: that we do have a choice. We mm. don't have to be stuck in that old story. We don't have to continue the pattern. And you know, yeah. I see this so often with people who deal with addictions, in that it's such a knee-jerk reaction. Mm-hmm. So, what if we talk about that in terms of emotions? Someone doesn't return your text and then we go back into that old knee-jerk reaction of oh they probably don't like me you know and so on and just write a load of crap that is not based on fact and drop back down into that low energy emotion and what you're both saying and saying so well is that we have
1: a choice we do exactly. have a choice. and not we making do. a choice is making a choice yes yes and we have choice in every moment and we have choice what meaning we put on things Mm. And if you have choice about what meaning, why wouldn't you put the best meaning? Why wouldn't mm-hmm. you put the best of intentions?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And rewrite that yeah. story. Yeah. Oh, I love it. So mm. I can see how this would then release that that block and allow you to live more intuitively and frankly,
1: happier. 100 More joyful, more peaceful, just yeah. a less friction-filled life. Yeah. That's right. Where it's not and i think that there's a concern that if you have all of the peace and the joy and the happiness that you're not going to be driven to do things in your life and i just that's not been an evidence for us no. that we are even more driven to build things to grow yeah. things to help the world to be of service now that the day to day friction is gone like yes. that's just the life that we live is mm-hmm. this peaceful like high frequency life and we're driven to succeed. Mm -hmm. And I think if people are concerned that if they go down the route of trying to have this peaceful life, that they then won't want to do anything, like, let us, I guess, be evidence that that doesn't have to be the case.
0: It's so true. And I hear that a lot too, from my clients who say, well, you know, if I, if I accept myself as I am, then I won't be motivated to do better. But I think what I hear you saying is the secret is When you accept where you're at now, when you have that choice and you create a new story, you live in such a place of joy that you do things that promote that, like Mm -hmm. loving and accepting Mm -hmm. yourself effortlessly. You don't become complacent. They just become part of who you are. Absolutely. Yeah. Ah, Wonderful. Ladies, I want everyone to find your website. So it is light. Codelab.com. I'm going to put it in the show notes so that you have it there. And where can they find these beautiful uh, cards that you've created? So those on are on website. the website. They're on the website as well. They are on the website. I did see them there, but I didn't see that they were for sale there as well. That is wonderful because they are a beautiful resource and sounds like they are very powerful and effective for people as well. And your own clients can absolutely attest to that. Yes, (laughs)
2: that's true. Actually, we have a resource for your listeners. Wonderful. We just created it and... Mm -hmm. It's on like Code Lab. We'll give it's, you the URL for we'll it. We'll give you the URL, and basically, it's six of my Arakira templates that help with anxiety. With infection, with your immune system, and how to navigate the world that we are in right now, whether you're vaxxed, whether you're unvaxxed, whether you've got COVID, it does not matter. These resources will help you navigate that journey. And there's no opt in. We just want the world to have this resource. It's absolutely free. And I can tell you I've worked with people with COVID, I've worked with Unvaxxed and I've worked with Vaxxed with these same resources and they've all had the same uplifting positive benefit. So Mm. we, you know, I said earlier in our chat that I, I lay in bed and I said, God, you give me back my voice and I will share what I've discovered with the world. This page that we're sharing is me sharing it's honoring that vow that I made to get my voice back and both Tash and I are so passionate about people claiming their health journey claiming their life empowered
1: empowered Empowered to make their own choices Um, no matter what those choices are
0: that's right that's right. And I just I just want to say that, you know, when you make those promises, God, the universe creator, finds a way for you to deliver on those mm-hmm. promises. And yeah, how beautiful that you've done it with this free resource. I know this podcast, I think it's in 120 countries. So we're going to help you spread that around. Oh my gosh, I've just got goosebumps, Victoria. <laughs> thank
2: you. But,
0: oh, it's my pleasure. So we will absolutely have that in the show notes and I'll be promoting that for people. And I just have to say a huge thank you to both of you, not just for being on the podcast with us today and sharing your knowledge, but because if ever there were a time that this world needed people like you, this is it. And thank you for being of service. And thank you. Thank, thank you too. for seeing us. So yeah. oh, It's been my pleasure. Mm. And I look forward to a continued relationship with you and watching all the great things you're doing in the world.
2: Thanks, Thanks Victoria. Me.
0: Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. If you would like to become an internationally certified Heal Your Life teacher and coach, please visit thetraining.ca. To be a guest on the show and share your story, please visit victoriajohnson.org. Thank you so much for joining us.